This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, this week on the podcast, I'm really excited to be chatting to Sarah Mills from Albie's Boutique. And we're talking about how she went from making bow ties so her gorgeous cockapoo Albie looked dapper when he went to join her at work to having her own dream pet brand and an absolutely beautiful brand it really is and do go and have a look at her website and her social media so you can see just how gorgeous her brand and her products are and having her products featured on not on the high street which was a dream of hers from when she first started back in 2017 we're talking about the pivotal moments in her business um what happened when she asked for help and why she would encourage other people to do the same and how she ignores all the shoulds and the must-dos and she just does things her way. So I think you're really going to enjoy this chat. I really enjoyed chatting to Sarah and I love seeing what she's done with her business. So now on for the main part of the show, do let me know what you think. Do go and follow Sarah at Albie's Boutique as well and say hi. Okay, so Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's brilliant to have you here. Can you tell us a bit about you and what you do in your pet business? Um, so my name's Sarah, Sarah Mills, and uh, I am the owner and creator behind Albie's Boutique, um, which was really born by, um, not by mistake, but it was it was just never intended. I was an unintentional business. Um, I used to do, um, I used to be a teacher, um, got a little bit poorly and couldn't, couldn't teach anymore. It just wasn't the right environment for me. And, um, my husband bought me a dog, which I'd always wanted, um, to get me out and, and doing, doing things again, meeting people and, um, overcoming some of the, some of the problems that I was facing really. Um, and, uh, as as part of that, I just started doing my own artwork again. It'd been years since I'd done anything, but it was a bit of therapy. And one thing led to another. And we got invited to to share a unit at a local um I, I don't know what you'd call it, creative village. It's called mm. Fargo Village. And um that's that's where Albie's Boutique was born, really. So I started then and I said, well, I'll, I'll happily come into a unit and, t- and take on and do a bit of, you know, maybe a couple of days a week and I can do a bit of my artwork and, and I start meeting people and, you know, sort of socialising again and 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 maybe make a little bit of money at the, on the side, as long as I can bring my dog. Yeah. And that, that was like, if I'll come, if my dog can come. And it was like, yeah, of course, I'll be, I'll be, be welcome at, at Fargo Village. And so he quickly became like the Fargo dog and everyone would, would knew him and people would come to the shop to see the dog. And I thought, oh, I better dress him for work. So I, I just bought a, a cheap bow tie off, off the internet. Um, and it became a bit of a thing, really. Um, this dog in a bow tie or in a tie for work. And so, um, People asked if they could buy them from me. And I say, like, well, I don't, you know, everything in our shop was handmade. Everything was was a craft item or handmade item. It was, you know, we, we sold things from artwork to jams and chutneys and handmade clocks and furniture, all sorts of things. I was like, I better start making bow ties and bandanas. People want them. And so that became my on the side hobby. And um, it, it 
it wasn't very long before this became a little bit more popular than than the stuff that I thought people wanted. And so Albie's Boutique was born and, you know, it, it became this, this crazy journey from, you know, I'm just going to make a few bow ties to make my dog look smart for work to, can we buy bow ties? Can we do this? And, and, uh, I bought some dog biscuits from another small sort of independent company that had just started up. And she was like, should we do a dog show? Should we do a big dog show? And we were like, oh, okay, why not? So we signed up for the National Fair Show. Um, just, mm-hmm. just, just like that, you know, like you do. Not, not really having much of an understanding of what that entailed. Um, thankfully, my husband's been brilliant. He's on board. And um, he came up with some designs for some pet beds and dog feeders. And and I was making more and more in the way of kind of bandanas and, and cauliflowers and, and bows. And yeah, we did the National Pet Show and it was amazing. It was like Abby's Boutique was like a big hit and that that's when we opened our Etsy store that's when it was that year where we really sort of got underway with what we were doing um and you know the business evolved um through having to evolve which is where the pandemic comes in I think and uh and you know I think a lot of companies a lot of pet businesses went under huge changes um and that's when we built our studio that's when we realized that you know, I couldn't, I couldn't sustain doing what I was doing, but we had to change. And so the sort of change really began. That would be 2020. Was pandemic 2020? I don't know where we are now. It's all merged into one, hasn't it? But it was, it was, yeah. we're recording this in January, 2023. 23. And it was <laughs> three years ago. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So tell us about like, when did it first start then? So we're in 2023 now, obviously, but when, when was it when you, um, when yeah when you went into the unit and Albie wore his first bow tie so that so that would have been really 2017 um so not not that long ago in the grand scheme of things it's only six years but it, it feels like a long time ago now so we've come on such a journey really um and um yeah, we did. We opened our Etsy shop in 2017 and we did the first national pet show in 2017. And then, um, yeah, we, we then did Crufts in 2020. Um, didn't think it was going to happen actually because of, um, because of the, um, pandemic was just starting. So that was, that was a real, I think that could have tipped us one way or the other. Cause I think had, had we have not been able to do Crufts, um, we might not have have kept going because we we sort of invested everything into it at that point. And at that point, I still saw it as a hobby. I, d- I didn't see it as a business. It was still a bit of fun. And and at that point, I wasn't making collars and needs. We were we were literally doing bandanas, bow ties, and um, the the feeders. Um, so yeah, that that was the, that was a pivotal year for us. That the pandemic was a huge turning point, really. Um, and that's when. I think all the all the big changes started to take place where, you know, we went from, yeah, what I would call a part-time hobby business to a full-time, a full-time business, really. Wow, okay. So um, it's funny you say that because I, I um, my time frame is really similar to yours. I started a pet blog in 2017 and then it right. rolled into writing a book and then a Facebook group and then in the pandemic in 2020. 
and um, that's when I or 2019 really I started but in the pandemic was when I was able to really kind of go for it with the with what I do now mm. um, and it's just funny how these things happen by accident sometimes don't they but I bet taking that leap of faith as you said and going to cross going to a big show and as you say investing everything into it um when you look back now it's one of those things isn't it it's probably mm. it it, it it does totally shape it's those sliding doors moments isn't it where it really yes. shapes what, what happens next so I love the whole accidental business thing yes. and then kind of going to Crufts and you were only you were not doing anything on the scale that you are now how did you go from Crufts to what you you know where you are today because you've got quite a lot of different products haven't you and different mm. offers and and a beautiful brand how did it grow from being at Crofts and thinking oh, I'm gonna give this a go and then the pandemic and then wait to where you are today how did that grow so we came back from Crofts and obviously <laughs> hit the pandemic no idea what was going to happen and um, didn't know if the sales were going to dry up completely I mean you just you just don't know what's going to happen we didn't know nobody knew did they the world just changed but as a lot of other small businesses, uh, online businesses will testify, it just went, it went bonkers really. Um, to the point where I said, I, I'm not sure this, uh, this is sustainable in its current format and, and doing what I'm doing and, um, I need to change, but it gave me time as well because I wasn't doing anything but working really to, to, to start developing new products, to try new things. And because things were, because it was, it, it was almost, the easiest time ever to sell really um a lot you know people were just looking online they were just online all the time they were on social media you could test things and try things out and that's when I signed up um with R Rosie Rosie Robinson from um uh Wolf um to to do my website because I thought do you know what I you know, Etsy's one thing, selling platforms are great, but I wanted to have a bit more control. Or I, th I thought I wanted a bit more control. And I also went um, and got some new branding done and uh, not the branding I've got now, I have to say, but I got some branding done. Um, you know, I said, we, we need to have something that isn't designed by me, but is a bit more professional. And so that journey began that we started thinking about how we could change the branding what we could do have our own website but my Etsy store at that point was really quite big there was, there was lots and lots of items um you know and I was like how do I get all this into a website you know what how how do I make this work um and it just seemed in Samantha when it's got busier and busier um so I didn't really have the time to work on that. I thought, you know, I, I, I need help. Now I had some business advice uh, free, actually. I was really, really fortunate through Coventry University. Um, and I'd had a business advisor who, who literally just, this is when I really first started in 2017, when it was like, do I go with the dog business or do I carry on with the artwork? And it was like the dog business, it is a business. So that was when the decision was made to go with the dog business. And I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to see if this guy would come back and just, just chat to me again, because I'm at another, I was at another crossroads. And I think it's that it's those moments, isn't it? In your life where you reach crossroads and you know, I've got to go one way or I've got to go another way. And in my heart, I knew where I wanted to go, yeah. but I couldn't see how that was possible. So I, I went back um, and he said, yeah, actually you're entitled to 
you know, I think it was 12 more hours through through this scheme um, where I can do some one-to-one business, business, you know, work with you and we can just chat. And, and literally we just chatted. We chatted about um, risks and, you know, what I really wanted, what my vision was, what, you know, had I got a vision for the business because I'd never sat down and done any kind of like pl- forward planning. Um and I said, you know, do you know, one of the key things in my heart was that I didn't want to start buying in bulk from a factory in China. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't want to do it. And I know that so many companies, you know, they they outsource so much of what they do. And I was at that point where I knew I had to find a way to, to evolve the business, to make it manageable for me, um, to keep it, to either employ people or outsource everything or just change the dynamics of the business and it, I didn't I didn't want to lose what was at the heart of this which was some doing something that I absolutely love that gives me a purpose in life again that gives me focus that keeps my creative spirit alive and so I said but I still want to be able to make everything I still want to be able to design everything um and so I started talking about wholesale, you know, could I, could I start having some wholesale Christmas? Could I start, you know, looking at people maybe wanting to buy and sell in their shops what I make? Could we look at, you know, uh, us being more of a, a high-end brand because it is handmade and it is luxury handmade, you know, we take time and effort over everything that we make and design, you know, my husband designs the feeders, um, you know, they're, they're, they're beautifully handcrafted, you know, we don't, you know, and I was like, yeah. And and so these discussions started happening that, yeah, maybe we could, maybe we could, maybe I have to start believing that what I do is actually quite good <laughs> instead of just, oh yeah, <laughs> just thinking it was, it was just craft items. So it was, it was kind of a mindset shift as well. Um, because in my heart, I wanted to remain handmade but how was I going to do that and grow the business at the same time and change the branding? And all the time I've got Rosie waiting in the wing saying, so when are we going to build this website? <laughs> you know, time, time was moving on. I mean, I think, yeah, I first um, booked her in September, 2020 and we finished the website in September, 2022, two years. <laughs> well, I always say good things take time. So <laughs> you were busy. <laughs> But that was it. And I think I was busy working out who we were, what what I wanted from the future, my vision for Albie's Boutique and how we could evolve into something that I had more control over. So not having Etsy, having all the control over my, my, my business and my money that I had more control over. Um, and so we started putting it out there and... Um, we we did start to get some wholesale customers and people start approaching us and we've we've built up some um local um small boutique shops that purchase from us um and we decided if we if we stick with the same kind of people who've got our ethos about sustainability who are about being small independent boutiques then we're working on a scale that's manageable for me and my husband. And, you know, I I do have people who help us, you know, sew and make as we have larger projects, you know, that there are seamstresses um, that that work for us when we need it. Um, And I thought, yeah, we can, we can make this happen and we can make this work. Um, So I was like, yeah, 
we are going to because in my heart I'd always wanted to be Alvis Boutique a luxury handmade brand and um and so that was it I started really believing for that luxury so even when we built the studio it was about making a, a space that had a lovely feel to it you know an, a, a, an airy quality it might be a home studio but it's beautiful it's somewhere that I can bring people to you know I can invite customers here to look at my fabrics if they want to order bespoke pieces from me um I started thinking about what luxury fabrics I could use and um how the brand would look and you know that big branding was was huge and you know to know a small part of that um Alison from um House of Henry um I've I've known her for years and we you know she's done work for me in the past and she's worked on um kind of helping me with my branding but we sat down and and we just chatted and chatted and sort of bore our hearts about what the pet business was all about and what Albie's boutique was about and she she just came up with the most beautiful design that's kind of effortless timeless I I believe very much so and was everything that we wanted wanted it to be um and then you know, I didn't want sewn on decals, but we had some um, metal decals made. We, we we looked at getting all the little fine tweaking done so that, you know, even down to how we package everything and what goes in that package and, and how a customer receives an item. And all of this was almost happening before we'd even got to the basics of building the website. You know, it was, it was about what does that brand look like? what are our customers going to see what do we want to put out to the world um and you know what what sort of um wholesale customers do we want not just you know let's sell to everybody it was no we 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 have a particular product you know we have a particular feel who do we want to sell to and yeah that that journey sort of started in 2020 and really by 2022 uh, last year the beginning of last year I started in, yeah, January was when we sat down last year and just went, right, this is the year. We're going to build the website. We're going to build the brand. We're going to launch a new face to who we are. We're going to get more wholesale customers. And I just started the year with this mission and I put on my big girl pants, <laughs> pulled them up, and just, just flew, really. I think the, the, it was... Last year was the most intense work year of my life, I think, I've ever had. Uh, I barely took any time off. Um, but, yeah, I feel like I achieved the things, the key things I set out to do. I really believe that we achieved last year. It's interesting to hear how much time and work and and support goes into these things. And I imagine yeah. that time. And also, really, what I love is that you shared that um, your local university offered support because I've mm-hmm. recently discovered that you can go you know I've been doing a I'm on a program with Nat West at the moment which is free and th- I'm having coaching through that and it's been really brilliant um but I love that you had that support where you actually had that time to sit and talk to somebody and really dig into what your your vision is and what your values are and all of those really important things and then go and bring it to life and Often when we start a business, we we just kind of, particularly after everything that you, you know, you've had the pandemic at Crufts and then the pandemic and then being so busy, taking that time to breathe and really get clear on those things, it makes such a difference, doesn't it? Mm. And it's great to hear how that impacted on your brand and how 
because maybe if you you know what I mean, if you kind of if you're just flat flying around doing things and just trying to you know chasing your tail all the time you know it's it's hard to have the time to think about these big things that are really important to you isn't it but it's brilliant to hear how you've you know the practicalities of taking that time mm. spending that time with Alison who we I know I, I'm you know we love Alison so much don't we she's just brilliant um and yeah and making making something that it's not some fluffy vision board stuff it's something that you've um. really solidified and and thought about every last tiny little detail and it's resulted in this beautiful brand that you're really proud of and that um you know wholesalers and other people want to be a part of as well which is just brilliant so i love 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 your story um so tell us about like what it's like to go from you you were you were teaching and then you had the um the business in the village and then you had then you moved to an online business and going into a new market and stuff particularly like you know during the pandemic and everything and doing all the things yourself or doing a lot of things yourself what was that like figuring it all out oh I think like to begin with I very much was like a a, it 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 just evolved naturally and so um I was like a a kid in a sweetie shop sometimes you know I'd be making things going great you know look at look at you know look at what I've made really excited that I was learning new skills and doing new things but there was no I didn't feel like initially that had any direction or any focus so you know and I think so often it's it's very easy to get into that trap of just you know you get very busy something you make sells it's very popular so you make lots lots more of it and you start doing but you you kind of almost directionless and I wouldn't say rudderless necessarily but you you don't have a sense of purpose and direction and I I didn't and I and I had to take that step back and that breather and you know I did a I did another free sort of training that was last year as well and that was all about um kind of uh, financial fitness for business and thinking about your financial you know your finances and how you manage those finances and you know kind of like decisions like do you go tax you know do you do you VAT register do you do you take business in that direction and obviously with wholesale it's 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 a, a big element you know do do you do that because that changes a lot that you have to do um you know business bank accounts and you know uh, having accountants you know I, I hadn't considered these things before they just they just weren't anything I'd considered I was just making and selling and people were buying it and I was just pootling along you know it, it really was that's how it felt anyway and then all of a sudden it was like no I, I need to actually sit down and and really look at this from a business perspective because I, I you know when people say to me now oh you're a businesswoman I think oh Oh, here I am. And like, it me. I'm like looking <laughs> for the business person because I, I still see myself as a, um, you know, I'm a crazy dog lady who likes making stuff yeah. <laughs> in my head. But I'm starting to, I'm starting to tell myself that as well. I'm starting to get that dialogue going in in my in inner head. You know, my inner voice saying, "Yes, you're a businesswoman, and yes, you can do this, and you can plan, and you can um, build a brand, and you can." build a website and yes lots of people have been involved last year in helping me get where I need to get to um but I was the person with the vision I was the person with the faith and the belief um and you know I was the person that ultimately made it happen um and so you know 
the, 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 the key thing for me last year was getting the website out there, but I managed to do other things as well. So like what, one of the other things was when we were looking at the branding, it was like, well, my Etsy um, shop, I sell quite different things on Etsy to what I sell on my website. My website is about being a luxury, luxury pet brand. And so I was like, mm, I've got to change. I've got to change a little bit. So um, I've changed my Etsy shop over to O'Mabel. So it has a slightly, so I created another brand um, that's much more fun, much more quirky. Um, but it means that I can still make and sell the the really fun, quirky bow ties, the fun bandanas with the slogans and the kind of... Um, the kind of stuff that makes you laugh and makes you smile that were very much part of Albies at the beginning and that a lot of people still want to purchase. So I haven't got rid of that. I've just looked at how we can diversify our brand by creating a sort of second arm to it. So we did that last year as well. And at the same time, I was like, well, do you know what? Selling platforms are good. And I had a vision for this year, which was to apply for Not on the High Street. But it was during one of your chats, actually, <laughs> where you had said, um, I can't even remember which which group it was that we that we were looking at, but you'd you'd said something like, Well, there's no time like now. And I, I it was it was, it was something like, yeah. Well, yeah, there's no there's no time like now. And it was like, You're right. I'll just do it now. So I, I just went and applied for not on the high street. I thought I would it would take me years of of getting the brand up and running, getting everything exactly as I wanted it. And I thought, no, I've I've put in all this hard work. I know how I know how it it I know what it takes. Um I think I know what's involved. Um I'm proud of what I've done so far. I'm just going to apply. And they accepted me. And so by Christmas I was selling on not on the high street, which has been one of my dreams since I started back in 2017. So, you know, there's there's that element as well. It's like, it took me two years to get the website up and running, which seems like ages. There was a reason it took so long because there was a lot of elements involved. But at the same time, if you want to do something, don't stop, you know, don't, don't do it. You know, there's, there's, often the only thing that's holding you back is what's inside your head saying you can't when actually you can. And I think that's one of my huge lessons that I took from last year. The only thing holding me back is myself, <laughs> nothing else. Yeah. But you know, the other thing I'm thinking, listening to you talking about last year and all of the things that you did and I know from seeing you, you know, seeing things on social media and seeing what you were up to and stuff. So I feel like I know a little bit about it, but I don't want to sound like I'm like some kind of weirdo stalker. But you had that moment when it came to the not on the high street thing. You had that great momentum because you'd been, you'd had these, you'd had some, you had a few really great years. You'd really put the graft in. You had a beautiful brand that you're really proud of. And like you just had that love it was like the snowball was rolling down the hill and it was mm. gathering pace and they're not on the high street you know going to them then was just the perfect time and you were yeah. so like just the way you present yourself the way you present your brand it would have been crazy for them not to have had not to have um said yes so yeah it it's yes not on the high street is amazing but there's all that work that was going on behind the scenes that made that happen and and your um, you take, you know, you being putting your big girl pants on and 
and yeah and investing and doing all the things that you've done and yeah sometimes like take it I, I am a bit of a steamroller myself so I do just think oh right I'm gonna do this and just kind of plow through but I am trying to learn <laughs> from all of the coaching I've had to just take a breath and take my time a little bit more um so yeah it's really great listening to to how that has worked for you and all of the different stuff where you've had people's input like particularly you know the the finance side because I always think oh god that's scary and I've got a friend yeah. who she's an accountant I've got an accountant I've got a friend who's a really friendly accountant as well um, but these are the these are sometimes the things that we try and hide away from aren't they but they're the things that really make a difference aren't they yeah and I, I think one of the key things I learned as well in the last couple of years is it's <sighs> I'm, I am, my husband will tell you this, I am a real control freak. I'm very much, I, I find it very hard to let go of things. Um, but I've, I've learned that, that there are some things that other people can do so much better than me that can really help my business and help my brand and, and help, you know, develop that. So, you know, I, I've, I've really, really, um, benefited in this last, um, 12 months from kind of meeting the right people and from making connections within the pet industry of people who are experts in their particular field. And I, I can't be an expert at everything. And I'm, you know, I, I, as much as when, when we run our own business, very often we think, well, I've got to do this. And you do, you wear, I don't know how many different hats and you constantly put these different hats on, but I've had to sort of step back and go, do you know what? I'm that hat really doesn't fit me very well. And it doesn't matter how much I try and squish it on my head. It isn't going to fit. So I need to probably go to the person that it fits and ask them, uh, you know, to work with me on that. And, you know, like working with you as well and, and coming to, to, to understand that, you know, there are areas that like, I'm not, I'm not great at planning things and, and planning ahead and getting that in space. Cause I am somebody who's, I'm a creative, you know, I do the running around and, well, you know, I just do this. <laughs> and so taking that time, meeting the right people, having the right sort of, um, and just letting go, letting go to those people, learning that, yeah, an accountant does that bit really well. So let them do that. And it's freed up time it's freed up time and it's um freed up time for me to work on the things that I can do well like designing my next um range and 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 designing new products to to kind of put out and and um and on the making the day-to-day -day making and uh this year my, my vision is to have a better work-life balance where it isn't all about you know getting to a particular point it's about enjoying the ride a bit more this year because you know that we we hit the targets we wanted to last year we got to the place um with the website and not on the high street and etsy where i wanted to be and this year it's about enjoying the ride and really you know evolving the brand and getting out there letting people know who we are what we do and what we're all about no, and um, I'm all all over the work life balance thing as well. Yeah. We have some time for ourselves. That sounds like a like a good plan. Um, so tell us about your products as well. So just I I'm obviously really familiar with what you do, but just tell us about your product range and the kind of things that that you you make. Um, so I think one of one of the key things um 
with what I do. Uh, you know, it's it's making practical accessories um, for your dog. And it all stems from what I would like my dog to wear. My dogs, because I've now got the two, but what I would like my dogs to wear and my dogs to use. So um, I uh, collars, leads, bow ties, bandanas, harnesses, you know, y- y- your accessories. But what I try to do is use the best quality fabric so with Albie's Boutique you know you you will find that we're using really beautiful herringbones that we use um Liberty fabrics that we're using um a lot of velvet and so there is a there's a sense of it being quite sumptuous and quite luxurious something that you 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 could wear every day we do have an everyday range so we've got like corduroys but it's about how they feel as well as how they look so um they're very very soft things that feel good so that I know that when I put my dog in that collar they're not going to itch it's not going to be uncomfortable that they're going to enjoy wearing it. it's like you know when you treat yourself to a pair of trousers and you know you want the nice pair of black trousers that, that are going to fit lovely they're going to go with every and they're going to feel really really nice on that that's kind of the ethos behind the the accessories that I make that they are the the really lovely um accessories um and the other the other things that we make are the other things for your dog in your home so we um we make raised pet feeders and we started making those because Albie has um acid reflux and colitis and he was having problems just he didn't like his food he couldn't keep he would always bring back food after he'd eaten um and so we read up and it said you know raising feeding can really help mm. and I looked online and I didn't like it <laughs> to be honest it wasn't anything I would put in my home and I was like okay well, well let's make something that would be practical for the dog obviously for his feeding but something that looks beautiful in our home that we could have in a color that suits our kitchen and so that's where that range of items has come from so we now do a range of um sort of uh lead hook stations that you know you can put in your hallway or your utility room and they look lovely you know they look really nice they're a nice piece of furniture so not only do they house all of your dog accessories but they look nice and so you know when I when I launch a range I think about how all those colors and fabrics go together so you can buy um a corduroy collar and a corduroy lead but it should go beautifully with um, one of our Liberty bandanas or, or a velvet bow tie from that season. So the colours will all match. So it's all, all that colour selecting that you sometimes you think, is that going to match? Is that going to go? It's about quality fabrics, quality made really, really well and made to last. So, you know, you're not going to, it, it might be that, oh, you wouldn't buy one of our collars and and it's going to wear out in in six months time you probably buy it and think oh I'll get a new one because I want a different color so it is about changing with the seasons rather than it being about something that's gonna you know is is a throwaway and that's that's key as well is the sustainability and not having throwaway items because that really matters to us we built you know we built our studio from reclaimed materials it's in the bottom of my garden you know I we're looking at how we could we haven't done it yet but I'd love to be able to have it you know powered off grid and have a solar panel you know it's something we're looking for the future um 
if I can find uh, enough dead stock fabric, that's what I buy as well for my collection. So it's it it would have gone to landfill. You know, we try and think about all the products. You know, what we send out is not it, it's all recycled and recyclable packaging. So those things really matter, and the longevity of of things matter. That you know, almost harping back to when you know you you, you could buy a puppy collar. Uh, you know, and and that would last your puppy until it became adult, and then you'd buy an adult collar, and people would have a, a collar that would last a substantial amount of time. And I think, yeah, we've sort of did the fun fashion bit with with Albie's boutique with the um, with Etsy, but people would come and say, "Oh, I bought I bought a bandana from you oh three years ago, and it's fantastic. We still wear it every day." And I'm thinking, "Hang on a minute." <laughs> They're, they're still wearing it well, they're not buying more but then it's like actually I do make things to last and it is about um making good quality items and I think yeah I think that's what you find if you looked in our shop <laughs> no it's really good to chat about this because I know um so I'm saying this because I'm going through this and you you've mentioned about going through schemes with um you know like business support schemes and things I'm in one at the moment with loads of different businesses it's an accelerator and there's people from like dating apps and tech firms and all these kinds of things and then I'm there and you know sometimes they'll be talking about having you know half a million pound investment and I'm like just whoa it's going way over my head (laughs) I know when you're you you've probably had maybe had similar things when you've been in um, your meetings with your support people at the university and sometimes you'll be thinking oh you know we hear all this stuff like you need to scale or you need to be doing this or you need, you know, we see all this stuff about six figure business and blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, we hear that that all the time and it's always like grow, 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 grow. But listening to you, what I really love is that you, you had this moment. You thought, no, I want, I want this to be me, me made out of everything's going out made with either my hands or one of my team that I'm really familiar with um, or, you know, your husband and, you know, you have that and it's, it's yours and actually, it's not all about scaling and growing six-figure stuff. It's about creating something that you're really passionate about, that you really love and that you're really proud to put into the world. So it's so great to hear that. What would your advice be to anyone who might be thinking, oh, you know, I'm doing this, but I feel like I should have this, that and the other, and it should be growing and scaling and six figures. Um, what would your What would your thoughts be around that? I think you have to look at what, your what's most important and um this was never meant to be a huge business that you know uh is about making money nothing we do really um at the fundamental at the core of it was about making money it was about being healthy um because when I say I was unwell I I still suffer um with anxiety and um, it's a long-term illness. It's never going to go away completely. And there are times when I struggle to even get out of bed or even leave the house. And so the the reason I left my, you know, corporate life, you know, the teaching that, I mean, I was, I was in senior leadership. I had a fantastic career and I left it behind was for my mental well-being. And I think that y- you can chase 
a dream because you're looking at it on socials or it's what everyone else says and it isn't your dream <laughs> it's not your reality it's somebody else's and I think you have to look at actually what what why are you doing what you're doing what's it all about if it's about creating um a healthy life for yourself um you know yeah, I want to be able to pay my bills. I want to be able to pay my bills, but I want to be able to take the camper van, which we bought last year as well. I want to be able to take the camper van out with the dogs. You know, I want to have weekends off as well. I want to enjoy my life. I'm not, I'm, I'm, this is my 50th year this year. So it's a big year for us, me and my husband. And, you know, I, yeah, I don't want to be scaling up so that I'm I'm opening a factory because this is what people have been saying to me. Oh, you'll be opening a factory and you need to move into a big unit and you need to do this and you need to, and all this scale, scale, scale. And I, and I was like, whoa, hang on a minute. And I don't even think I want that. Yeah. So I think if it's what you want and you know it's what you want and it's your vision and you can see your business on that scale, if you close your eyes and your vision is for that big business and and lots of employees and all the stress and the hard work that goes into that, go for it. If it's about creating something where you can live a happy life, you can be mentally well, um, you can spend time with your family, um, you can provide for them, then, then yeah, that's that's what it has to be. And so it's it's looking inside yourself, you know, looking at what matters to you. And for me, it was it was about being mentally healthy. And the the minute that, like I say, during the pandemic where it got extremely busy and I was getting very stressed and we were having very very long days, and it was like I have to sit back down and decide where we're going with this because it's not as it is. It has to change. What matters to me. Um, uh, yeah, core values are my family, my dogs, my well-being, and and being able to bring home an income. But that's what mattered. So, yeah, yeah, I love that. It's about being true to yourself, isn't it? Mm. And actually, your goals are your goals for you, and mm. and that's that's what that's what <laughs> that's what they are. No, that wasn't very profound, but you know what I'm saying, don't you? I'm thinking actually. I was what uh, you might have even seen this post on social media today from Christy, who's a social media lady um, for the dog industry. And she was saying about, she posted about what success means to you. And other people had responded, like, what success, what does success mean to you? And I posted and said, some, I replied and said something like, you know, being able to go away with my dog and see my friends and family. Um, and yeah, that's, and have, you know, have a business that I enjoy. And yeah. that's important. And yeah, and I go, I know for other people that, that, might be completely different but it's about what what's right for you isn't it and I love what you've just said there about about your business and doing something that you love and you can yeah and and that then enables you to do you do what you love in your business and then it enables you to do what you love outside as well and and has that impact on your family and your friends and your dogs and everybody else which is great and being able to go away in your camper van is also you know it's we're really fortunate aren't we imagine having to go yeah. get a proper job I know <laughs> that that's that flexibility of having your own business uh, I've I love that and I you know like it's my husband's birthday on Thursday and and I said right we're taking Thursday off and because he works for himself he's got his own business um and it's like right well we'll just take Thursday off and I look back you know teaching you know you can you can can take time off you couldn't do those things and um but yeah I think I think we do get hung up on 
believing we've got to be what people tell us we, we got to be and 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 striving and that that really hit me towards the end of last year that striving thing and it was like what what are you striving for you know it shouldn't be about striving that's the wrong feeling if you're really feeling that you're constantly pushing and constantly striving yes you've got to push through sometimes it's hard work and you've got to push in this slog there's always going to be that when you're running your own business but if you're constantly doing that then I think it's time to just step back again and take a breath and say hmm is this right is this the right thing (laughs) you know and and not listen to what other people's vision for your business is know your own and and I think it's sometimes hard to find it I didn't know up until recently you know and I've been doing it since 2017 um so if you don't know what it is find it find what your vision is for your for your business you know solidify what that looks like and think yes that's where I'm aiming for and go for it go for it and there's some great help out there as well like you've talked about the university but I know you know I've got local councils and all kinds of organizations who will help you kind of unravel what it is that you want to do so Mm. um, I think that's a really good takeaway from chatting to you as well and I wanted to ask you as well about going for it with not on the high street and you made it sound very easy (laughs) when we were talking about it a while back but um what you know is is there quite a lot involved with that you know what's that process like um well I, I applied years and years ago um, when I was doing the artwork and I remember them coming back to me and saying um, your photos aren't good enough this isn't right that isn't right and there was lo- lots of things that they said come back in the future when you're ready <laughs> and it never left me you know and, and now I'm doing something completely different I said right I'm going to reapply now um, I think having the website that we've got, which is a culmination of work from so many different people, from um, Christy and Ricky and Rosie and and all of the, you know, um, amazing photographers that I've, I've been lucky enough to work with. Um, it's meant that I've got a shop front that looks the best it can. And that's my, that's my, window to the world really of what we do because I don't have an actual bricks and mortar shop that website I felt had to had to be um pretty special and I I believe it's you know it looks really good and so that was that was what I had to put out there to not on the high street so I gave them you know obviously they I hoped that they'd look around the website and then I I gave them some photographs of of some of our favorite products products that I think would sell well through not on the high street but I did some research before I I had a really good nosy around the other pet sellers on there and to see what they were selling and where we fitted within that because I do have a a wide range of skills and we do have a wide range of products so I was able to sort of say okay well if I submit that one and that one and that one there isn't a huge amount of those on there so that kind of gives us a bit of an advantage because they might go oh we haven't got anyone making that or we we've only got a couple of other sellers selling that item so um and that, that was the first step. And I thought, oh, great, I've been accepted. But that was like the easy step in many ways because then you set up your shop front. So if anybody's sold on online platforms before, there's a huge 
um you know it's, it's almost like building a website again in that you have to upload your product listings and they want really exceptional photographs that's one of the key things that they ask for is really good photography um of the products being worn and used and in the right settings um so I, you know i even had to adapt some of the photography i'd already done just for not on the high street and create some exclusive items as well that can only be bought on there so people would be attracted people who like and follow our brand would be attracted to come over to not on the high street. Um, and then they look at it and they go, no, we want some more of this. But you know, what was apparent was that they had been looking through and nosing around the website and looking at what I sold because they particularly came back and said, we want this, this, and this. So they knew what they wanted from us, which was quite nice as well. Um, so yeah, the, the, it, it, it was a, I say lengthy it took me a good they, they like you to really start once they accept you to start uploading very very quickly so once they accept you they want you to start building your storefront very fast um which, which I was able to do within the allotted time um but then they come back and say can you change this can you tweak this can you do this can you group these together and I think all of my experience from selling on Etsy for so long and you know being being you know um I mean, we've, we've done over 13,000 13, sales on Etsy over the years. We, we, we're doing, you know, we've really quite high in the rankings as a pet seller on, on Etsy in the UK. So I've got that wealth of experience to take with me. Um, but yeah, it, it showcases our brand in a different way on Not On The High Street, which, which I think is quite good. Gives us that versatility. Yeah, it's good. It's really good to hear a little bit of the behind the scenes into what goes into it. And it's kind of what I thought you would say, but it's just, yeah, really <laughs> um, yeah the, the the steps that you have to take. But also it, it must be a really proud moment for that to, to, you know, go on that website and see your beautiful photography and your products there. And yeah, it's a real like, oh, I absolutely kicked the backside out of 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So tell us about, um, any other kind of big big girl pants moments i know we talked we talked about that earlier didn't we and i'm a big proponent of the big girl pants um have you got any big girl pants moments coming up actually let's let's change that question slightly have you got anything coming up where you can be putting your big girl pants on um i have i did i did think about crufts this year that was one of those things that was on my shall i shan't i list and and we were we were invited to show again um but i i felt that after the year I had last year where it was it was so intensive this year has to be about um building the website building on the building on the things that we've done um so I, the, the only thing that in the back of my mind is a big girl pants moment is I, I really want to meet up with everyone at Crufts that's that's I really want to do that this year because I know you you all met last year and I think oh do you know because of my anxiety, things like that are really, really like a massive, probably it's for everyone else to meet up with people. It's like, yay, great for me. It's like, oh, it's like the scariest thing. If I'm, if I'm behind the counter of my stand, that would be much easier. But to just come along on my own to meet people, you know, it's a big thing. But that I'd really like to do this year. So I think just to meet some of the people who, you see online and you chat with and you work with it'd be great to kind of say let's all meet at Crufts such and such a day let's all get there and you know 
and just meet one another face to face would be great, but would be a very much a, a big girl pant moment for me. Okay, <laughs> <Hey>, well, <laughs> I, am, I am now looking at my podcasting schedule and figuring out how I'm going to make this happen as best as possible. So, oh, I love that. And I will definitely, I'm going to gonna finish this chat and then get on right, uh, not right move, late rooms and go and find myself some accommodation, of course, because I need to do that anyway. But I would love to meet you in real life at Crofts. It would be so lovely to see you and, you know, and have a get together as well because yes. it's so exciting. It's always so lovely to get together, I find, particularly after the pandemic. And it would be, yeah, it would be brilliant to um, to meet you. So I'm going to do my best to make that big girl pants moment happen. <laughs> um, thank you. So final, final question. Um, do you have any advice for anyone kind of, anyone starting out like you've you you've been going for six years you've had been through some challenging times and you know you're at this great stage in your business if someone's listening starting out or maybe they're in one of those moments where they're really struggling to find a pair of big girl pants to put on what would your advice be to um to them in the sense of you know by way of encouragement yeah I think it it's really hard when it's because at the moment it's tough and I think it is tough for people with with the, the economy the way it is and I think you know the biggest businesses in the world are, are struggling with things so I think starting out at the moment in business is, is going to be especially tough and I think you look you, you can often become quite inward looking or you, you look at what's going on around you and think oh we're not doing as, as good and it's that it's that comparison thing isn't it and I think you've you've got to you've got to look at it as a longer term thing and it's it's that you know it, it's not a five minute job nothing is a five minute job yeah. it is that long haul you know think it took me two years to build the website you know it's not five minutes things don't take five minutes so if things are tougher, it's hard and you think, oh, this is really difficult and you're expecting it to change in the next week, two weeks, three weeks, you know, look back in 12 months, you know, do it as a have a year, then 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 reassess that situation. Don't look at something that's really difficult at that moment and think, oh, it's the end of the world. It's not. It's just that period. And six months, six weeks down the line, it can all change. And so it is about being in it for the long haul because things can change from one moment to the next both good and bad and a year is not like whoop, you know like a cur an upward curve all the way it really is lots of peaks and troughs throughout you know a business year a year in a small business you know it's it it's so stick it for the long haul and try not to do the um the comparison thing because it just it just fills you with imposter syndrome and we all get that at all times um so try not to compare yourself because a lot of stuff that people say on social media isn't real anyway <laughs> so it's just like <laughs> look I'm all shiny when when in reality you know the times at the moment are tough for everybody um and it is about battling it through because six months down the line six years down the line you'll be in a completely different place and your business will be is constantly evolving just just enjoy it enjoy the moment 
I've just been, I'm in the middle of this really good book and it keep, it's about looking backwards and looking, it's called The Gap and the Gain and it's about looking at what you've gained rather than what you haven't got yet. Yeah. I'm just obsessed with it and I can't just keep going on about it all the time. But what you've just said there about like where you are now, looking, you know, if you, if someone had told you, you, you six years ago where you'd be, you'd be like, oh, yeah. No, never would believe so. It's like, like I go, I go, um, I go into Slimming World at the moment. That's another part of kind of being being healthy and trying to get myself, you know, in the right place, um, physically as well as mentally. But we have a great, a great, um, uh, the lady who runs our group. She's amazing, but she says that she says, "Don't look at it week by week because you know you can have a gain one week and a loss the next week." She says, "Go back, you know." Look at it over six weeks, over twelve weeks, and you'll you you know look at what you've lost, you know what you've lost. And in this case, it's like yeah, look back at what you've gained. It's it is it is it's about that long term thing, um, and it shouldn't be day by day, week by week. And that that's when you can get really disheartened. I think when it's when it's tough because you're like, oh, this is just a slog. But then step back six months down the line and go, wow look at that <laughs> you know oh. so, yeah I'll tell you something I've also I've also been going to Slimming World for this <laughs> month and the wisdom you get in those Slimming World meetings they're amazing <laughs> like six pound a week oh yeah. my god every time I come out I'm like I've got an idea for this I've got an idea yeah. for that Janice <laughs> makes me laugh it's brilliant isn't it for yes oh, yeah everybody go to Slimming World <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> so much wisdom it's unreal I love it Sarah I I'm sorry for talking so much or making you talk to me so much. I'm really conscious of time. Sorry about that. Oh, no, no, it's me. Um, It's been so, so brilliant chatting to you um, and hearing more about your story and hearing about throwing the rules out the window and, and the, you know, just you, you shared loads of brilliant advice here about your journey and it's just been just wonderful to hear. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Can you tell us, where we can find out more about you. I will obviously put all the links in the show notes so you can go and have a look at Sarah's website and social media, but you can just say your website address and where the best place is to find you on social media if people want to come and chat. So um, our website is um, albusboutique.com. Simple as that. And you can find us there. And socials, um, just at Albie's Boutique and you can find us on Instagram and Facebook but we're very active on Instagram as uh, quite a lot there um regular posts and you know you can always d- DM me if you if you want to chat about anything business-wise or about your own business or you know if you want to if you're interested in 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 having us for wholesale just just get in touch but you know we're, we're there and, I, and I, I'm always willing to have a chat with people about about what we do always brilliant sarah it's been fabulous chatting to you enjoy the rest of your day and thank you so much for coming on thank you thank you rachel thank you for listening to the publicity for pet businesses podcast for more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk